Welcome to the latest edition of One Morning I'm Going Home and Going to Bed. God damn it. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> I already forgot my drink. What the hell am I? We're off to a resounding start. <laughs> it is Wednesday, August 23rd. Uh, we are making a little bit of history. Yeah, when I say drink, it's a soda. Yeah, and I'm drinking a Gatorade. This is a non-alcoholic non-alcoholic rendition yeah. of the uh edition of the uh one morning i'm going home going to bed yep and uh but we're, we got other things to cover for that we do so um bit of a uh, bit of an experiment here. yeah exactly different uh different mind altering yeah. things just different experiences for different reasons yeah let's just say it uh it rhymes with yummy yes <laughs> Later on, it's going to have you feeling like a dummy. <laughs> what do you mean later on? <laughs> yeah, it's already happened. Uh, well, then we better... Uh, we better well, the problem is I took mine a little early, so mine's yeah. kicked in. Yeah. Yours is not kicked in yet. Not kicked in yet. So that could be interesting. So we're going to do the, we're going to do the prediction show, too. Uh, get that out of the way. A couple things I want to lead off with. I knew... I mean, the hype's been built up for eight, nine, ten months. And I knew to temper... My expectations. We're seven episodes in, and Raylan has not even pulled his fucking gun. Uh, you want to hear something really bad? This, this is how it has been so unaffected for me. Like, I, like I've lost all luster. I've only seen three episodes. Yeah. <laughs> I'm like, it's not like one of those, like, we used to be on, on Tuesday nights at yeah. 10 o'clock. Yeah. We were in front of the TV to watch Justified. I fell asleep last night. Yeah, I fell asleep watching it. That's I bad. never thought I would say that about Justified. That's bad. And you're only three episodes in, so, so you probably haven't gotten to get the the whole feel. But I feel like you would be able to quantify. You'd be able to answer this question. You, you can. Uh, you can. You can go ahead and spoil anything. So I'm still gonna watch it. Well, uh, there's three things that are glaringly disappointing to me, uh, or, or frustrating to okay. me at this point. Okay, number one was Raylan's daughter's voice. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, I've never happen. been so happy for them to put a character on a plane as I was when she flew back to Miami. Number two is Clement Manziel in his Fruit of the Looms constantly. All the time. Constantly. All the time. It's like when, uh, what uh, what does Bill say about the oh, that movie? Oh, shoot. Uh, the Watchmen? Mm. A lot of blue dong. Yeah. <laughs> A lot of tiny whiteies. I mean, as, as much criminal activity as he's had over the years, I would have thought he could buy pants. <laughs> I mean, because he seems to have done pretty well yep. for himself. Tiny whiteies and rubes. That's all right. Yeah. And the third, and not to be, and not necessarily the one that bothers me the least, is the fact that throughout all of his quests and notches mm-hmm. on his belt, Raylan is now pursuing Wheezy Jefferson. <laughs> Y'all were killing me with that on the text chat. I mean, he is literally hooking up with Wheezy. I know he wanted to move on up, but goddamn. <laughs> yeah. I, I just, what bothers me the most about it is the banter is not as good. The converse, the dialogue between the characters is just is not as good. Raylan's and, character is still good. Yeah. Oh, yeah, absolutely. And he's still stuck to the, to the mantra of the, of the original. But he's in Detroit now, yeah. so so obviously there's different dynamics. Exactly. You're not in backwoods, and the city's different than the right. country, and all. And I get all that, I get all that. But my man hasn't drawn his gun yet. 
That's the whole point of the show. No. I mean, that's what he did at the very first scene. He kills away the, the first, first episode. episode. In the first five minutes. <laughs> exactly. Yeah. And not one time. No. Six in. Yeah. Oh. It's like now he's running around saying, hey, scout's on her. Don't shoot me. <laughs> oh, shit. So needless to say, there's some frustration with Justified. But I even wore my Justified shirt for you. Yeah, it's a good looking shirt. It is a good looking shirt. Good shirt. Uh, we had our family reunion. Yes. Uh, yeah, it was good times. It was a good turnout. The uh, You weren't there the night before where the poor lady who ran the small little bar that they have at Piper Center Resort that only serves beer and some wine. Oh, they had some liquor and drinks, too. Uh, she was overwhelmed by the fairy crowd. <laughs> and then what we do? We came back the next day. <laughs> I bet she was really excited to see it the second time. <laughs> Moving tables and chairs and asking forgiveness instead of permission. <laughs> She was, uh, yeah, she was a little bit overwhelmed. I, the, my, my, one of my favorite moments of that was uh, we were coming in to play golf because me and, and, and your nephews and, and uh, Freddie Ferry and Jimmy Neal and all of us played around the golf. Um, and Heather and Lisa's husbands that, that, that Saturday morning for the reunion. And I came around the corner and, and Ethan's hair is so big. His afro is so big. It put out the sun. Yes. Like he, he was like one giant shade. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I was like, Ethan, don't move. <laughs> Stay right where you are because it's hot. That's it. But it was a good time. It was. That was a really good time. It was a lot more people there than I thought. There was a lot of people. I was happy to see Jared. I haven't yeah. seen Jared in a bit in a little for a while. So, yeah, it was good. It was funny because, uh, of course, Debbie got up and was doing her her speech. And, uh, of course, it went longer than anticipated. <laughs> so, I looked over at Freddie and I said, that, that's your people. <laughs> So then he comes over to me a little bit later after De- Debbie's still on her soapbox. And uh, she's still up there talking. and Because she had mentioned how, because it had been five years since we had a reunion. Right. And there's all these new kids running around. There's been all these births. And Freddie said, if this thing goes much longer, we will start talking about deaths. <laughs> all these births. There's going to be some deaths. <laughs> Got a little long-winded. Yeah. Heard, heard Megs. They got, they got a little long-winded. There. I told him, I said, we need one of those wrapping up buttons. <laughs> uh, or you guys can take questions individually after this. Let's eat. Yeah. Uh, it, was a good, it was a good time. So, to thinking back on that, two weeks before that was the uh, Jones family reunion, uh, which is, you know, my side of the family. Of course, the Freddie... And 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 Debbie and Jenny and, and my dad are all that double you know double well, first yeah time. there's two what Jones brother married a fairy sister and a fairy brother married a Jones sister so they're all double first cousins and uh and they were talking about a story about your your grandpa uh, Uncle Fred. Fred who was uh, Fred Kennedy who's Mary's husband said that uh, uh shoot my phone's ringing sorry said that. Uh, <laughs> He said they used to, he used to work at the shoe show at the shoe shop when they were um, when they were uh, younger during the summertime. This is mom's dad. Yeah. So this is yeah. So this is this is Freddie Carey, you know, your mom's dad, Mary's husband. Yeah. He he would hit your mom worked your grandmother worked at the post office. So he would ride his lawnmower over and cut their grass through town, the big town of Glen Jean. So he he'd ride he'd go right past that shoe shop. And Freddie said he wouldn't even look over. And he would just raise his middle finger as he was driving by, knowing Freddie was in there. <laughs> and then on the way back, 
He would do the same thing with the other hand. <laughs> At least Freddie knew where he stood. Exactly. <laughs> He may have done that in church a couple times. Too. <laughs> I think Papa Jones did too. Yeah, oh yeah, they, they were known for that. Uh, Debbie said that Uncle Lonnie, my grandpa, would sit there and you'd come back from communion and he'd just be <laughs> flipping you off. They'd all get right in trouble time. for laughing. <laughs> I remember Jimmy Lively said that. He said, your granddad flipped me off the collection plate. We're all laughing and mom's over there slapping me, telling me to be quiet. Uncle <laughs> Freddie's the one doing it. That's right. <laughs> <laughs> All right, what's that? Uh, let's see, what else did I got? What else do I got? Uh, Garrett's working as an electrician in Morgantown. Yeah, that's awesome. Uh, we got JJ moved into her apartment. It's nice. She's on the second floor, which was good. Hell, they got a pool. They got a game room. They got a. Spa. It ain't the same. It's not. It like is it not the same. That's exactly right. It's, and, and what a. Oh, what a zoom. I mean, they gave us a lot of times, which I don't know why, because it was just like the opening scene from Saving Private Ryan. I mean, just because, and they've actually got a parking garage where they are. Uh-huh. And then, of course, leave it to the city of Morgantown. Now, granted, they have been working on it for a while, but all of downtown's under construction. One lane here, one, I mean. Why? I, I was like, the construction out here on lane 19. Why? We know what we're No, I mean, it, it makes no sense. No. <laughs> I mean, none at all. No, exactly. You know. I, I don't. I mean, I just don't understand why you would do construction on 19 um, in the Fedville area when it's golly season, school's back, and WU football's getting ready to start. Yeah. What are they thinking? They weren't. I mean, seriously, what are they thinking? That drives me nuts. That's what grounds my gears. It grounds my gears, yeah. too. Uh, da, 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 da. Is there anything else that you had? Yeah, I got a couple things. Um, uh, we were at the uh, Bridgeview one time, one day. You know, this long stretch, and I wrote this down. And, um, oh, I can't remember her name. Shit. Carly Norowski uh, was there. And she was asking me and, and, and Tash her age, and she, and you know, Tash is 11 years younger than me, and she was like, Josh, you're a grave digger. And I was like, yep, that's about right. <laughs> she, she meant to say, uh, I was a cradle robber. <laughs> she said grave digger, and I was like, yep. <laughs> That was a Freudian slip. <laughs> All right, so that, I thought that was funny, so I wrote it down to make sure I mentioned that. But let me pause this. I got to take this phone call for a second. All right, that was, uh, actually wasn't short-lived. That took a little pause there. Yeah, it took a little <laughs> uh, We got off subject there. We got a phone call, and it was regarding Tash, and I mentioned it before. I think me and her are separated. So it is what it is. Probably a while coming, but... Uh, we are not together, even though we're still living together. She's mm-hmm. she can stay. I told her she can stay in the house as much as she wants to. But yep. Try to co-parent as I've, much as possible. I've been there. Yep. Not easy, but you gotta you gotta do what you gotta do. Exactly. You gotta be happy. Yep. And so the last thing I got to well, I got two more stories. Sorry, that's gonna be a long one. Um, Isaac got grounded for the last month of summer because he snuck out of the house, apparently two nights in a row. One time, he took a photo at 3 a.m. in front of Cafe 110 with my nephew and a friend. How the hell did he get all the way down there? He rode his bike from the house all the way down. Okay, I took a picture at 3 o'clock in the morning. Hmm. Yeah. And his dumb ass, so this way, so I caught him because I lost my, I broke my phone. 
So I had to use an iPad so I could message, you know, people that, you know, until my phone was fixed. So I was using that iPad that is was connected to his iCloud. So I'm at work one day and I see these photos and it's Isaac at two o'clock in the morning in front of one. It says two a.m. at one or three a.m. at one eight one ten. And I was like, "What is that?" So I got back home and I asked Ash. I was like, "Is this? Did he post this at this late in the morning, or was he out?" So then she got on his Life three sixty, which we hardly ever checked anymore. And two nights in a row, he was sneaking out around Oak Hill. Oh boy! So I was. Livid, I bet. livid when I found out we he, she he was over at friends, this girl's house and 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 he had some friends with him and they were out in the pool and I got out and I yelled at him to get his ass in the car. <laughs> I threw his bike in the car <laughs> and he was grounded from that point on. He lost his phone privileges. I mean, delete all his uh, uh, social media stuff, any Snapchat and all stuff, and not just. He tried to just delete the app, and but he, I was still logged in the app, so I'd get his emails, and it would say, you have logged in from a different device. Mm-hmm. I was like, you either got to quit trying to do this shit, or get better at it. Yeah. Because yeah. right now, you're really bad. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah, you're, you're 0 for 2. <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> but he started his freshman year, so. so oh, he's a freshman. He's a freshman. Started oh, last week. Oh, so. That's hard to believe. Yeah, I know. It's crazy. That's really, crazy. I was in there orientation. I was like, good God, mm-hmm. man. Plus, I'm old. I'm older than a lot of the old parents out there. Mm-hmm. So, last story has to do with our dear cousin Felicity. So, on a Saturday, she Stephanie Woodson had a birthday party last week. I think it was last Saturday. She had a birthday party. Yeah, because I was in Morgantown. Yeah, and then, uh, well, I got a call Saturday the, the week before, and I was already in bed. And I was tired, so. Uh, so I, I I didn't answer and uh, actually that was that was the goat so I was I was asleep I mean I was out I was drinking all day on the golf course so I was out and this message said hey it's like uh so that Stephanie Woodson party is actually not till next week but I thought it was today <laughs> late and dropped me off at three games I think she told me this <laughs> just want to see him what y'all are doing like you can come get me. <laughs> Her dad's party or something? It was somebody else's party, but related to the Woodson. She said, I just hung out there for a little bit until I got a ride. Wherever she ends up, whoever she ends up with, I hope we all need to get together and type up some sort of an instruction manual that comes with her. Like, please, like treat fragile. I mean, you know what I mean? Might require a little extra time and effort. I mean, there's just so many different things. Apparently, yeah. last Saturday, she took a tumble going down to Charlie's, down the stairs. Right. <laughs> she wasn't even drunk yet. <laughs> God love her. We love you guys. I love her. <laughs> no beers cracking on this episode. No beers cracking on this one. <laughs> uh, did want to give a shout out to our, probably our most devout listener. Somebody said our yeah. thoughts and prayers. That'd be Vaughn Jones. Yeah, yeah. Definitely want to get yeah, they had a, dad's had a, we, we've been on here and talked about his blizzard and stuff, but it, it has since progressed uh, from that. And uh, he's got, uh, he actually went to the oncologist today. He's got a large tumor in his right chest and a two small ones in his left chest and a one on his sternum. 
Um, but that cancer, it is cancerous, but it hasn't spread to any other organ or any other, uh, uh, or his blood or anything like that. So it's contained, which is good. So he started chemo today. Uh, his original plan was to call hospice. Uh, he said he didn't want to go through, you know, what well, he saw Lynn go through, you know, he's, he's lived a good life and, and, uh, and he thought, you know, it's, he didn't want to, he didn't want to go through what he thought would be a terrible treatment process. Um, but the hospital casually came in and said, you know, you should listen to your doctor and let's see what they say. So he did, he went to the oncologist and that's where he is today. Um, and they said that he, he'll be, he'll do a round of chemo, which consists of a treatment this week, treatment next week, a week off, then another treatment. And then he'll do, um, immune, immunology or immune something treatment, immunotherapy, immunotherapy. Uh, and they think that it has a good chance of shrinking it and, and dealing with his blizzards and everything. So they said probably he has a 20% chance of living a comfortable two to three more years, which, hey, eight old minute is great. So. Absolutely. But, yeah, so it's been a bit of good news, bad news. Uh, uh, the family, you know, we're kind of taking turns helping Lily, uh, um, you know, doing everything she can. Me and Jenny and Blake are rotating, spinning the light over there, so... Without daddy assistance standing up and setting down, so so we've been over there to help and um, we appreciate it. I know we've got tons of support and love and everything like that from our friends. So I just want to say thank you to all everybody. And I know Dad said he's gonna listen to the podcast, so we're here. He better. Matter of fact, when I went over there last Friday, that's one of the first things he said. I said, I said, you're you're one of the six people that listen to our show. <laughs> I said, you got to hang on. He said, about time for y'all to do another one, ain't it? <laughs> God damn it, here we are. Yeah, he's like, Lily said, Lily said that you were you were a bit emotional doing that visit. I was. <laughs> I was. I was. Well, I had to say, I mean, because last time I saw him, honestly, was probably at your house. And he was running yeah. around full of life. Yeah. It's just, it's just. It's not, amazing how quick went. Well, they said, they said the cancer had been probably growing in him for a year and a half. He said, so it's probably been there. It's been a long time. He just. He's probably been having trouble breathing, but just hadn't told anybody. Yeah, that's how that is. So. Yeah. Well, we're rooting for you, Lon Jones. Yeah, amen. Okay. Uh, the, gloss over TBT. I knew as soon as I saw the first game, we were going to be terrible. Oh, man. I can't believe we were lucky to win the first game. And we had to do it on a, on a buzzer beater by Stevenson. Yeah. I didn't even watch the second one. I didn't even watch the game. It's heard that. And heard that is just a name. Yeah, there's only three guys. There's only three Marshall on that team. But I knew after watching them, I looked at Tom, and I said, I'm not going to bet it. I said, but right now on FanDuel, it's got us minus four. I said, I would bet the mortgage on Marshall. Yeah. I said, number one, they want that game way more than we do. Yeah. Number two, we are just like every team for the last 12 years, maybe save one or two. Offensively challenged. Yeah, that we didn't have an interior presence. No, at all. not at all. I mean, just a Kevin Jones is, is the best guy, and, and this, Kevin Jones never was a jumper. Mm-hmm. He could do it all. Like, he was always in the right place at the right time. But no, no he yeah, and he did great. Shot twenty seven, but still, yeah. he was our only thing in the middle. Hannah Stevenson, that was it. Yeah. So kind of knew that was going to happen. Uh, it looks like Huggins might finally be riding off into the sunset. Yeah, yeah, I think. Uh, but before. We were getting ready to do the podcast with the dad, and my, the week my dad went to the hospital, and that we were going. I was going to. We were, my suggestion was going to drink a hot hot dew dam, yeah. which was Mountain Dew and, and uh, uh, Fireball, something like that. 
And uh, because what the hell, man? You cursed us when you said, what else could happen? Right. And then he sends that stupid-ass letter. And, then the, and I'll tell you what, I did appreciate WVU's lawyer, who was appropriately amount of smart-ass. And I was like, that's a letter that we could write. You <laughs> yeah. mean, are you traveling to tell me? Yeah. <laughs> it was great. It was wonderful. <laughs> but, yeah, I think, I think yeah, it, unfortunately, not only did he write off in the sunset, he, the, the, he ran right into the sun and caught yeah. on fire. I think so, too. Yeah. Well, hopefully we stopped the bleeding anyway. Yeah, exactly. You know, so. uh, also on the basketball front, <clears throat> got some commits. Jeremiah yeah. Bambry from FSU, guard. That's a, that was a good get. That was a good get. Uh, a kook, a kook, uh, yeah, whatever, whatever you want to call it. Okay, <laughs> Georgetown, big guy, not huge numbers last year. I think it was like seven and three. Uh-huh. Um, rim protector Quinn Slazinski from overseas. Yeah, because we lost. I saw some video of him. He yeah. looked, he looked pretty good. About six, seven, six, mm-hmm. eight. Um, of course, we lost Omar Silverio. He imagine that lost his NCAA appeal. We did get another commitment from uh, no, no fair con, but he can't play till next year. No, no, he's not going to get a waiver either. Yeah, so. I, That's good. He felt a bitch. Why do we always get screwed on the on the transfer eligibility deal? It seems like. It seems like they pick on us. That's what somebody was saying. They said if it was in Michigan or something like that, they probably, or Duke, there's no way there would have been a waiver. Well, you know, the NCAA is just trying to assert their teeth in something because they got nothing else they can control. Nothing else. That's it. That's the other thing they control was that waiver program. And they're going to be real stickers. If you transferred once as an undergrad, unless you're a graduate, you can't transfer again. It's ridiculous. Oh, good. Yeah. Football, of course, football practice started. We got a couple commits. Nate Gabriel, defensive tackle. Curtis Jones, in-state product from Barbersville. He's a linebacker. Jaquan Bostick's wide receiver. Dior Hubbard's a running back. Jason Cross, junior DB. Makai Byerson, defensive end. Justin Terry, offensive lineman. So, Actually, about seven or eight guys. <clears throat> yeah, Just I mean, it's almost already full. Yeah. The recruit class is almost already full. Yeah, so. Uh, and i got to say, man, I don't know how they're doing it. I, I'm impressed. Eilert's doing such a good job. Of course, Dan, I already got a lot of help with the Country Roads Trust yeah. to, to help bring players in. But um, they've done a fantastic job considering all the situation. But, uh, but yeah, I mean, one thing about this, they, they might not be able to win games, but, man, the staff can recruit. Yep. <laughs> That's just got to turn into something. Got to turn into something. Yeah. Have not uh, – Neil Brown says he knows who the starter is. Yeah. He hasn't named it yet. He knows Garrett Green. I'll be stunned if it's anybody it, yeah. about Garrett Green. Yeah. <clears throat> not going to run through all the pre-football uh, pre, uh, stuff. Just a couple names real quick jump out. They're really high on Beanie Bishop. Really? I mean, it's almost every day. Plays corner, going to return kicks. Yeah. No, they, they said his attitude's really good, too. Yeah. Oh, he's just playing well. Traylon Ray, wide receiver. Traylon Ray, I've heard mentioned more than anybody here lately. It was uh, GM White was mentioned well, was by, until game. this week has been Traylon Ray. That was the next one. Yeah. It was Jaheim White. It looks like on the line they've settled on Milam at the left, uh, Tomas Remos left guard, Frazier. They moved Jaquari Hubbard inside to right guard, and they're going to play Nestor at right tackle. Yeah. They, they still say they're having a little problem with that right guard spot. Which has got to be Hubbard, so, yeah. so, so we'll see. Yeah. Yeah. You got to put your best five out there. Yep. If you can. Uh, and it sounds like it's going to be, and, and I mean, we say defensive line by committee. They're talking, they're talking about playing 10, 11 guys. Oh, yeah. There's, there was a guy's name that I can't pronounce. It's a backup news guard to the Lockhart. Vesterian? 
No, no, it was another guy. So it was an M. I can't remember what it was now. Uh, I heard on the Country Roads podcast, and uh, they said he's a beast, big old guy. Set out a year, but he said he's a big guy. Really? Yeah, it's going to give a lot of good back, backup snaps. So. Yeah, man. Our defense line is the deepest it's ever been. Well, I was going to say. I don't, know if, I don't know if it has the Dante Stills. I don't, and I think that's why he said it's going to be by committee because we don't have a – One guy. Because right now, if I had to guess, I would, Sean, assume, uh, I, I would assume Sean Martin would be Trump on Martin. Yeah. You'd have Lockhart. All these people would be a breakout player. And then maybe, I don't know, Jalen Thornton. Thornton or that one guy you just mentioned, the the Swedish dude or the North. Asterian. Yeah, Asterian. I thought they had him play. Oh, no, it was Sonny Redwood. That was the other one. Oh. So Redwood or Jalen Thornton. And that's not even counting that. It's a Coy Lawton, the kid went to Cincinnati. Yeah. from Charleston. He's he yeah. supposed to be pretty good. So, I mean, it's going to be it. But I just – I'm excited what I hear about Beanie Bishop, but I do you see it? And then linebacker depth and the rest of the secondary, I just I, I'm worried about the linebacker depth more than anything. I'm not sure who's going to play the wheel linebacker. Yeah, and so so it's going to be we'll see. I guess we'll find out next week. Yeah, we'll you always going to have holes. You yeah. just got to figure out. You just got to hope you can fill them. Yeah. Yep. Uh, all right, you want to jump into some predictions? Let's do it. Okay. All right, we're going to hold our score for Penn State. <clears throat> By the way, the line's up to 20 and a half. Yeah, that's what I saw on that. So I think we can probably both agree on a loss on that. Yes, okay. that is correct. I do have that down as a nail. Okay. So we'll jump to Duquesne. Not only must the game do there, I put 48-14. 42-14. Okay. Yeah. All right. Uh, Pitt should have won last year. This game, I think, is going to come down to turnovers, line of scrimmage. It's going to be an unbelievable atmosphere. Probably, yes. I would say probably. I know the 07 pit game was electric, but damn, that 11 LSU game was so damn electric. Yeah. Um, I think we're going to pull it out 27-24. That's exactly what I wrote down. <laughs> I think we're going to win, too. I think the atmosphere carries us through the victory on that night. I think I – think, you still got thoughts of thirteen seven. You're going to hear about it all freaking week. Yeah. But uh, I think I think we I think we use that as motivation yeah. to pull out a victory. I agree. I agree. That's so, crazy. So that's going to take us to uh, Texas Tech, mm-hmm. who in four tries Neil Brown has never beat. Yeah, which is crazy to me. It's not like they've had great teams. Uh, and they humiliated us last year. Yes, they did. It was like forty eight to ten. So for no other reason than we're due. I've got us winning 31-27. I got us winning 31-28. Do you really? Same reason. I was like, we're just due to beat them. It's at home. We'll be coming off emotional high against Pitt, which may hurt us. But but I just think we carry that momentum into that next week and go, and we beat Texas Tech. So then we go to TCU. We battled them last year. We lost by 10. They went to the playoffs. Um, I'm not sure. but that, I, They lost Duggan, didn't they? They did, but... He wasn't going to start the season. No. The guy that's, that's playing this year was actually going to be the start, starter. Yeah. So they're, I think they're actually better at that position. Yeah. So uh, going on the road down there, going to be a tough task. I got us uh, losing 38-27. I got us losing 35-24. Yeah. Yeah. I think that's, that's pretty much a given. Yeah. 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 That's a tough, it's a good tough place to play anyway. <clears throat> yep. So. so we're both 3-2 and two going into the bye week. Mm-hmm. Is that right? Mm-hmm. So, by week, then we go to Houston on Thursday night, and you know Holverson's going to be chomping at the bit. Now, on paper, 
I think we should be. I think we should be. We should beat them. Is I my, do. my opinion. I just don't think we're going to. I think we're going to lose a shootout, thirty-seven, thirty-one. Ah, I got us winning, thirty-one, twenty-eight. Okay. So I, I, I do think it's going to be. I think it's, it's going to be like every Hogerson game. So we fireworks early, and it's going to bog down there near the end. And I, I think we come up with just enough. Hogerson, most of we, we ever games, he lost a lot of games. He choked a lot of games away, and it would not be surprised if he does the same thing against us. I hope he does. Yeah. <clears throat> so I've got us three and three. You got us four and two. Mm-hmm. So then we got Oklahoma State at home. We beat them last year. You debating or did you write something down? Well, I think I did my math wrong. <laughs> I got us losing thirty-one twenty-seven. Okay, I got us winning that game, and here's why. I think. I don't think Oklahoma State got better from last year. And we beat them last year, and I think we'll be better. I do think it's going to be a slow-scoring game. So I got us winning 24-21. But I do think we're we're playing well. We're going to ride momentum, and I think we're going to beat Oklahoma State at home. Okay. Then we go to Central Florida on the road. I think we're going to be walking into an absolute hornet's nest, and I think we're going to lose 41-34. I, uh, I, uh, I totally agree. I think UCF is way underrated this year. I think they're going to make a run for the top three or four in the league. And uh, I got us losing 42-33. Okay. All right. All right. That takes us to BYU at home, a team I don't believe we've ever played. I don't think. No. Yeah, we've, no, we played them at FedEx Field. Oh, that's right. We did. A couple years ago. In D.C. Yeah. yeah we did. Yeah. Um, big flight for them. I think it's going to be a low-scoring game, kind of a dog fight. Um, but I think we'll circle the wagons. I kind of low score. I guess win 27-24. I guess win 27-24. Who you're right. <laughs> I think it's going to be a low score game. Just like and I'm afraid, I think that's when we see a major injury. Uh, Donaldson or uh, Green or somebody gets hurt in that game that uh, pretty much sets the tails the rest of the year. Yeah. So then we go to Oklahoma. Uh, I think last year was a one-off for them. New coaching staff. Mm-hmm. I mean, they could still recruit. They could still play. Last year in the Big 12, I think they'll be motivated. Everybody's talking about Texas. I think we're actually going to get blown out, 45-27. I do too, 49-24. I think they're going to they're gonna just gonna love to rub it in yeah. after last year. And it's going to be the last year it's in the league, so they know we can't do anything better afterwards. So. No, no. Then we got Cincinnati at home. Now, ordinarily, <clears throat> you told me this was last year. I'd have said I'd have picked Cincinnati. Mm-hmm. Um, they lost a ton of guys, and defensively especially. I think they had like eight or nine guys drafted. Mm-hmm. Obviously, they lost their coach. Um, I like to think we'll be hitting our stride by then. We get them at home. I think it'll be a back and forth game, but I got us winning thirty one twenty eight. All right, this is, I, I got us losing just based on my theory that I think we're gonna lose somebody major on offense, maybe even Frazier or something like that, on that doing that stretch with, with BYU and and uh, UCF and OSU and and I, plus I just can't see I don't know when's the last time we won all our home games. We haven't. So I just can't pick it up. Win every home game. So I got us losing twenty seven twenty four. I see it. Yeah. 
That takes us to Baylor, who we really should not have beaten last year. Nope. <laughs> How we won at 40, 43 or 40, I have no idea. <laughs> this game's going to be at Baylor. They're loaded. they got everybody back. They're going to be wanting revenge. I think we're going to score a backdoor cover touchdown, but i got us losing 45-31. i got us losing 35-21. I think we just run out of steam at the end of the year. So I've got us five and seven. I got a six and six. I'm a little more, a little bit more optimistic, but not much more. Now six and six with three losses at the end of the season, so he's bowl eligible with four hole with uh, three hole three games to go. Good luck taking golf. Uh, does he keep his job if we go to a bowl? Mm-hmm. Yeah, I think so too. All righty, take a break. Let's take a break. All right. Welcome back to one more, and I'm going home and going to bed. If I have one more, I will be in bed, and I may not get up in the morning. <laughs> Jury's still out. Mm-hmm. That would be bad. That would be real bad. All righty. Uh, time for four questions for two assholes. I did say that right, didn't I? Yes. Mm-hmm. Um, I'll start off. Okay. What would you be more surprised at? Neil Brown goes 8-4, and four, or Eilert takes the team to the lead eight? Can I say that I think Eilert taking the team to the Elite Eight would be remarkable? But Neil Brown winning eight games with this schedule and this roster would be more surprising. Okay. That that makes complete sense. Does that make sense? Absolutely. Absolutely. because, I mean, if Eilert steps in as a first-year guy, basically second year on the bench, which, I mean, he's been involved in the program, you're basically bringing in eight, nine, ten new faces to make it to the Elite Eight. That's right. remarkable. That is. Absolutely. Absolutely. What The way I, I'm with you, I, I believe Neil Brown would be more surprising because I think in basketball, talent goes a long way. And I think this team is talented. I think the team's going to be talented. Yeah, it just depends if they play together. You know, you know, sometimes some games will come down to coaching, but but talent will take you a long way. So I think this team has the talent to make an Elite Eight run. So whether it's just if they do or not, it's going to be either luck or by good coaching. So, yeah. but they have the talent. Like you said, the schedule and everything else bodes poorly for Neil Brown. So I, I could see. I'd be really shocked if we go eight and four. I'll be stunned. Yeah, exactly. We go <laughs> stunned. Yeah, because it's not like the teams that are coming in are slouches. Right, exactly. And, and yeah, it's gonna be tough games. UCF's gonna be tough. I think Cincinnati's still gonna be tough. Uh, Houston's gonna be tough just because of the atmosphere. Well, they don't really have an atmosphere, but just because of all the hype for that game. Yeah, it's gonna be. And BYU's BYU and BYU's always solid. Yep. So yeah, exactly. So it's not gonna be easy. No. All right, so I've kind of got a two, it's kind of a two-part question. I think we both agree that Garrett Green's going to start the season. Do you think he's going to, do you think whoever is named the starter is going to start all 12 games? No. Okay, I agree with that. Next question is, Garrett Green, I'm setting the over-under at 11.5 on rushing touchdowns. Okay. Now, now, to put it in perspective, uh-huh. I looked at Pat White's numbers. Uh-huh. Freshman through senior year, his rushing touchdowns were 7, 18, 14, and 8. 
Okay. So his best year was 18. His worst year was 7. So I'm giving 11 and a half to Garrett Green. I'm going to take the under. And, and not because I think he's going to run for a lot of touchdowns. But I'm going I'm to take the under because we got so many um, potential, you know, touchdown stealers. You got Donaldson, Johnson, Anderson, uh, White Kid. You got Cole um, um, Taylor. Taylor, you know, um, Carter, the wide receiver. So I mean, you got you got so many options there in the red zone. A big, tall, strong, and talented players that I think they will spread that wealth. And plus, I do think Gary Green gets hurt at some point in time. So I will take that. That's the only thing that kind of worries me. Yeah. Is him getting, yeah. him getting hurt. Mm-hmm. I think they're going to ride his coattails. I think they are, too. I think, I think they're going to try to limit his hits. So I think they're going to encourage him to let, let our talented running backs do the thing. I'm going to say over. Okay. Just because I'm, yeah. I'm just feeling like he's... I, I, and what Gary Green has to his advantage is it doesn't have to be short yards. He can, he's fast enough to break long ones. Mm-hmm. So he can break a few long ones there, too. It doesn't just need to be you know a goal line you know or inside the 10 yep. touchdown. He can break some long runs. Yep. True, true. All right, non-sports. Yep. Um, well, <laughs> my original non-sports question was the hardest thing you gave up, but I think we both know what the answer to that question is. <laughs> so... A lot of the people in our office are retiring. Uh-huh. Okay. Well, as some of these people retire, some of their accounts have to be handled. Right. Okay. So I'm the beneficiary of that, which is good in a lot of ways. It's bad in a lot of ways. Gotcha. I'm covered up. But, uh-huh. but so anyway, I get this account. Well, apparently this there was a claim like two months ago, and the insurance company is, is denying the claim. Well, uh-huh. now the lady who's raising came saying it's our fault, that they were told that we were the ones that could do this, we were the ones that could do this. Okay, this lady has talked to, now granted, this is an account that I'm inheriting. You're right, exactly. Okay? Yeah. Comes up next month. All right? <laughs> she's called the agent at home. She's called the claims department. She's called the HR department. She took a screenshot of the hierarchy of Blue Ridge and texted it to the old producer and said, <laughs> I know who all the new people are. <laughs> So I was like, you know what? I'm going to reach out to this lady. Uh-huh. So I give her a call uh-huh. at like 410. <laughs> First mistake. Eastern Standard <laughs> Real nice. I tried to kill her with kindness right off the bat because mm-hmm. I told him yesterday, I said, if I call her right now, I'll get to a point, and mm-hmm. I know these conversations are recorded, then the Southern West Virginia is going to come out. <laughs> and she's no longer going to be a client. She's going to be an asshole. <laughs> so... I gotta tap my brakes. Yes, absolutely. So I went in just being nice. You know? uh, well, that was probably a mistake because then I got to hear about all the stages of cancer that their families mm, had to battle. Uh-huh. Uh, the the, uh, the the winter of '93, uh, <laughs> the drought, the drought of '12. <laughs> you know, I mean, it's just on. I was on the phone with this bitch for an hour and nine minutes. <laughs> Like I would you got our life it, story. It huh? reminded me of the Cheers episode where Norm calls Vera from the payphone and then he puts the phone down, he walks over, he sits down, he orders a beer, and so and so says Cliff says, Hey, did Vera like the way I painted the shutters? And he was like, Well, no, go ask her, she's on the phone. <laughs> and he goes in there and Cliff just picks up the phone, and she's still talking, he goes, Uh huh. 
Yeah, and then he puts it down. <laughs> I could have done that. I could have set the phone down for two I minutes. Walked and away, just walked away. Went to the bathroom. And just come back. And I was like, yeah, that's hard to believe. I can't believe they did that. <laughs> and it just hung up. I mean, it was all. I mean, I just I was doing the wrapping up shit, and nobody could see me. <laughs> <laughs> that was the worst. Oh, that was the worst. And then I put the phone in. I'm like, motherfucker. <laughs> she was like, did I hear something? I was like, oh, sucker. I need a sucker. <laughs> so have so you did, ever? Have did you, you ever, keep your client? I, well, I, I get. I, you know what's funny is, <laughs> is I sent her the law. I heard she was just going on a war path through everybody. Uh-huh. So I said, well, I don't want anything to do with this. Right. So I emailed her the quote and a letter. Letter. That another agent can sign that says they get the quote. I said, here's this. You can get it to somebody down there, and they can sign it because you're obviously not happy because they think that we have something to do with the claim when we right. have absolutely nothing to do with the claim. She called me just nice. Well, what do I need to do to renew? What do I need to do? I'm thinking, son of a bitch. What did I do? <laughs> How do I know in certain terms tell you that I want to I, fire exactly, you? Exactly. I don't want your business. Do you understand the words that are coming out of my mouth? Oh, she's like, you know, and I'm usually such a nice person, but this is fucking shit. And I'm like... Yeah, okay there. She's like, praise Jesus. I'm like, now wait a minute, you're a Christian in one hand. Now, yeah. that, now I'm, I consider myself a Christian, yeah. and God knows I know how to use sentence and answers. <laughs> but I usually don't collaborate them both in the same sentence. Right. And she put them she both in the same sentence. sentence, which really caught me off guard. Yeah, that would get you. Yeah. That would get you, absolutely. Yeah. I was like, yeah, that dag, yes. <laughs> I don't know how many times I said, so I'll tell you what I'll do. I'll call so-and-so in the morning, and we'll get to the bottom of this. Right. I must have said that 20 minutes before we got off the phone. Yeah, no. didn't work. I was like, honey, just land the plane. She was like, she was like her nudity. She didn't care what you were going to say. So she was going to say what she was going to say. So finally, she's like, you know, and I thought things were going to be a little bit... Di- I got to go. She hung up on me. <laughs> I'm like, well, hell, you I You wore out. <laughs> I said, well, hell, I could have done that 20 minutes ago. And you hung up on me? They say, you know, next time, you know, play the play the, uh, the emotional card. Get right into it. Jump right in there. How you doing today? How you uh, feeling? I was swimming in waters. I wasn't used to. They were a lot choppier than I anticipated. <laughs> So have you ever had just an awkward, horrible phone call at work or situation you've had to deal with that you were just kind of like, what the fuck? Oh, I know I have over at Sewers, but I can't think of any specifics right now. Because uh, I, I call people all the time. And you'd be calling people, and uh, you could tell they were doing other things, but they were on the phone with you. And like, what are they doing? I mean, yeah. I mean the very first conversation I had with this, was this, uh, this person from New York. And it was me and... Uh, and uh, a coworker, Caroline, she was, you know, she was actually leading the phone call. I was there listening to, you know, learn what, anything about it. And, and that guy just, she, he'd be saying something and she'd be like, he's lying. I mean, it's an old face lying. <laughs> so then I was sitting there listening to it and it was just awkward and weird. Yeah. Oh, man, it's, it was nuts. But I, the, I was funny because I thought you were going to think awkward. I remember, or trying to get off the phone. I remember when I was a, uh, uh, I guess I probably was in middle school. There was a girl uh, in our school, and I, she probably doesn't listen to the show, so she won't lose Her name was Chicky. And uh, she had a crush on me. And she would call, and and uh, Nuna would, would 
give me the phone. And I'd be stuck in that. You know, because that was a pay phone. It wasn't a, I mean, it was a test of the wall. Yeah. You couldn't roam the house. No, you couldn't go outside. You were stuck in whatever room you picked up that phone in. <laughs> so I'd be stuck there and listen and listen and listen. To the point where I was trying to get anybody to tell Come get me. Yeah, like, hey, no. hey, Josh, you know, we need you to come do this. Oh, I got to go. Bye. Uh, I used to hate that. To the point where it got to a point where I was like, I'm not home. Yeah. yeah I'm not home. I'm, I'm not here. <laughs> I am just not here. I'm not feeling Yeah, exactly. Awesome. I do not. I don't even know. I don't have another hour to spend. I just no, don't. No. I didn't have an hour to spend, but she made me spend it back. <laughs> All right. You ready for mine? Yep. All right. So a uh, little bit of competition, a couple of things we talked about. But uh, my dad was telling me the story, and I had never heard the story. So uh, he said, when they were in high school, we were talking, actually talking about Ozzy getting in trouble. When they were in high school, uh, Lynn had these two joints, and she kept them in her tampox, tampax box. She would just hide them in there. Well, Nunu found them. While she was going through the tampox. First of all, that's ingenious. <laughs> So she found them. So she's like, Lonnie, is what she called my dad. Lonnie, what are these things? And dad was like, those are those are marijuana joints, mom. She was like, oh, oh God, oh God. She's like, you go, go take these and get rid of them. He's like, what do you want me to do? He's like, there was a burn pile in the bottom corner of the yard that used to have. It was a big barrel. I don't know if you remember. Dude, Papa had that big barrel. Yeah. He's, she's like, you go burn them right now. He's like, all right, mom. I'll go burn them. So, he Burn. went down, he said, I looked back, I threw some paper in the barrel, threw some other stuff, and I lit the fire, and I, I just sit there, <laughs> and I turn around and look, I, I came back, she's like, did you get rid of them? I was like, I sure did. <laughs> they, are. they are burnt up. I don't know what smoke was coming out yeah. of that, my eyes were all red. I wanted to wash my clothes. <laughs> Smell like a camp, smell like a campfire. That's yeah, like a skunk came on a campfire. Yeah. <laughs> so, so anyway, he told me that story, and I died laughing. Yeah, that's fantastic. Do you have any good funny weed stories? I got one that's not even mine. Any good funny weed stories? Uh huh. Uh, I remember one time. I, well, I was actually on weed and something else too. <laughs> And I remember be discovered my, it was my sophomore year. <clears throat> and uh, I don't know if mom and dad called the house. That's when I lived with Sean and Mara. It was when five of us lived in the house. Anyway, I ended up on the phone with mom and dad. It seemed like for two days. <laughs> my bedroom was downstairs, so I'm pacing around, you know, talk, and they're talking on the phone with her. They're telling me about, so I'm tripping out. Uh-huh. They're telling me about Courtney's soccer coach. And they're not getting along and okay. this and that. And I'm like, wow, yeah. And I'm just giving these one word <laughs> answers. And then I guess mom had said something about something he was doing. And she says, yeah, I think he's completely lost his mind. And I was like, wait, who's lost their mind? <laughs> I was like, damn, they know I'm messed up. <laughs> she was like, no, just the way he talks to those kids and the things he makes those players. I was like, oh, shoot, thank God we're talking about them, not me. <laughs> but I don't know. She, she, said, she said, Scotty, I think he's lost his mind. I, thought, I don't feel like I'm... Who are the candidates right now? I don't feel, was I on that list? I don't feel like I, I, 
don't feel like I've had that many tail signs. Can we buddy wind this conversation for five minutes so yeah. I know who we're talking about? I need to get the minutes read back to me. Because <laughs> I don't think I really tipped my hand yet. <laughs> yeah. Well, the story that I remember is not even mine. Avi tells the story one time. He went, when we were business seconds, he went to Jamaica and he had to do some work in Jamaica. So he was in Jamaica and he, he would, he, he, he flagged down somebody or got somehow got a phone number and, and bought some weed in Jamaica. He said it was the best thing. Like both of us thought we got the better of the other one. Like I paid for I don't know how much weed for twenty dollars. He thought he was robbing me and I thought I was robbing him. <laughs> and then I got back to the room and I spoke to him. And I, he said, I don't know what was in there besides just weed. He said, But I, I couldn't even the water was, it's one of those resort areas. And he's like, I had nothing to drink in the house but alcohol, and I just wanted some water. But the closest thing, place to get water was like either this vending place or this one little kiosk that stayed open with a bartender kind of person in there. He said it was like 30 steps from my room, and I couldn't go do it. <laughs> he's not just sitting there thinking, I gotta get over and get some water, but I can't go over there and get some water. <laughs> How can I get the water to come to me? <laughs> There's got to be a way. <laughs> well, obviously, it was, it was, it was a one time in a, in, a, in a transaction where both people thought they, they yeah. had really ripped off the other yeah. one. <laughs> well, I guess that's a win-win. Exactly. Exactly. It is a win-win. Oh, man, I remember the first time the first time I spoke. I don't know why Mark Mooney and Paul Van Tran, I told them I was, I was going, I think it was like, I was a sophomore, junior, I think it was sophomore in college. Something like that. And, uh, maybe, maybe junior. And, uh, they, <laughs> They were like, oh, you know, it's the first time. Maybe we should do bong hits. Oh, yeah. Oh, it was a bad idea. That's a great idea. That was a bad idea. I spent, I think, three hours laying in my bed listening to the fan. Nice. That's the only thing I could, could hear, concentrate on, focus on. Only thing in my world for those few hours was that fan. I went to uh, the den my freshman year and bought a bowl, and it had... Black dye, a red dye, and a green, and a, a black dye on it. Uh-huh. Black, red, black, and we called it the Gambler. <laughs> nice, yeah, nice. Would you lose the Gambler? When I sold the Gambler to when I retired. I, <laughs> I sold the Gambler to one of the guys on my floor. I was like, I'm gonna get rid of this. He's like, dude, you can't re- get rid of the Gambler. Gambler, yeah, yeah, exactly. I'll take it. We got, we got to keep that generation. You know, it's, so, it's it's somewhere. It is. You got to hope it's somewhere it's right somewhere. now in this world. Somebody's still getting yeah, it. There was a lot. Somebody's of, getting some pleasure from that. There, thing. there was a lot of empty FanDuel accounts on that <laughs> on that gambler. I guarantee you that. That, that gambler got bet. A lot. <laughs> oh, good stuff. Good stuff. All right, man. Well, yeah. next week's game week. Next week's game week. We excited to do Penn State preview. Penn State preview. See what we got. We'll look ahead and hopefully, hopefully, uh, we'll survive this evening. That'd be good. That'd be good. Too. That'd be good. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, well, one more, and I'm going. I'm going to bed. One more, I'm going. I'm going to bed. <laughs> <laughs>